three, two, one. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Fireside Gaming Podcast. It is currently March 15th, 2019. Today, I apologize. You might hear some construction in the background. My neighbors are just like doing everything construction all week, so it's just going to be a little bit loud. You might hear some of it. I've also been having some audio difficulties, so you may hear some other issues with it. I'm not sure. I actually have a couple solutions that I'm going to be te- that I've tested and will be working on next week going into the stream and whatnot, but just wanted to give you a little warning up front. It shouldn't be anything too bad, and I do have a live chat so they can let me know if it's anything that's really disastrous. I also made another change to my live stream this week, which was I've now moved forward a day or uh, an hour of my stream. So I'm going to be starting up at noon Pacific, which we also just had the time change, which is, I don't, I don't know if the whole world does that, but it's, it's annoying as hell. (laughs) Anyways, that's also taking effect. So it's, it's a bit of a change for me this week, but we've been good. I've been starting the streams up 12 noon Pacific, and uh, it's been great so far. And sometimes I'm starting it earlier. But, of course, the biggest news today that I wanted to talk about was Battlefield Five Firestorm. We got a date. It's about what I expected. Actually, even a little later. But March 25th is when this thing is going to be dropping on us. They made a post. We also got to see the trailer for this thing. Um, if you just search Battlefield Five, there's like tons of articles. You can see, uh, you can see the trailer too. It's just on YouTube. I did a video on my channel as well with my initial reaction to it. I am incredibly hyped for it. I watched some other uh, review videos for it as well as uh, uh, reactions to it, as well as breakdowns for it. So I didn't really make one. I've done a lot of that in the past uh, with my channel, but I didn't really do it because. You know, I thought the reaction was fun. You guys could see that. That, but uh, there's so many great rea- uh, breakdowns and such that I figured, you know, and plus we would talk about it here, so I was kind of good with that. One of the coolest things is that, well, I mean, it kind of depends if it's coolest or not. <laughs> but uh, they have vehicles in this mode. More import- more specifically, they have a tank in this mode. We have not seen this from a battle royale yet. It can be very dev. The tanks are extremely devastating in um, Battlefield in general. So for them to be in a battle royale, this is really going to be spooky, man. I don't know what the hell is going to happen with this. They do have it, so it looked like it was coming down from an airdrop. So maybe it's, a, it's something that you, we don't know how it's going to be. Is it going to be like a kill streak reward where you uh, score point reward? Uh, because they do have kind of a point, a squad point-based reward in regular Battlefield right now, where as your squad gets enough points, you can then call in uh, a special tank, you can call in a V1 bomber, which is also going to be in this mode, yes. There's going to be an airstrike, and I heard Westy talking about the V1 bomber as well, which apparently was confirmed. I'm not 100% sure <laughs> about that per se, but we saw the dude threw a flare out, and then an airstrike rained down on the building. That's going to be quite a unique spin on the Battle Royale, the fact that there's uh, airstrikes in the middle. I mean, obviously, like, Apex kind of has that, but it's more of, like, a class-based ability. It'll be interesting to see how you actually get those things in it. Um, But really interesting take. I think the most unique take, and you guys have heard me talk about this a lot over the past few months with the hype and the build-up to this of what I've been expecting and such— is the destructible environment. This is this is the thing that makes Battlefield so awesome. If somebody's camping inside of a building, you don't have to push a doorway 
or they can't hide behind a little door. You just you just frag the building, and the whole building just comes down. Or <laughs> the whole wall, the whole doorway, the whole everything. Not just like the window or the door. The whole entire wall goes down. That is destructible environment in Battlefield. And from the trailer, we saw the building that they were hiding in just just crumble, as we've seen in Battlefield. That is like it's 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 so exciting for me, especially like if they do have RPGs or something, some way to blow walls down, or maybe it's not RPG specific, but like a type of launcher. You know what I mean? They're also gonna have a uh, like a, a vehicle, like a tractor with a towable item. We've seen this in the regular Battlefield game as well, and it's like a tank cannon-type launcher, a giant ground launcher that was blasting down the, the walls. I think there's going to be good ways to blow these these walls up, and it's that's what we really have not seen from any of these games. It's like That's why I think this is going to be more targeted towards the realistic, the guys that really like the more realistic shooters, it's not going to be a realistic like Arma experience or PUBG experience because there's going to be hit markers, most likely. That's Battlefield. Um, unless they make like a hardcore mode, which really could then start competing with some of the more hardcore shooters. But that's... I have doubtful on that. We'll see. But... Uh, destructible environment is going gonna, is gonna to make this a huge change. The, the fact that this is like... More, because that's realistic, right? That's much more realistic. It takes you into even more so than hit markers. Is like somebody's hiding inside a building. You just tear the wall down. And they also have, uh, we didn't see it in the trailer, but they have a whole reinforcement system in the main Battlefield game. Does that cross over to this too? I'm, in, I'm intrigued. In terms of the destructible environment too, actually... Somebody was mentioning this in the um, comments that was asking questions for today, too, was they think that the destructible environment is going to spread out. And from what we saw in the trailer, again, it's just a trailer. It's not necessarily actual gameplay, but this firestorm is present at the beginning of the match because as those guys were flying in, you saw the firestorm already there, and it's closing in the entire time. And as it was closing, it was actually destroying the landscape outside of the zone. Trees were burning. We saw buildings just collapsing in the firestorm. That's also something we had. That is... All of these games, it's just a generic ring that you just start taking damage in. This could be one of the most immersive battle, uh, battle royale experiences that we've seen with like crumbling buildings that are inside the zone. Your character actually caught on fire when you're running in the zone. It seems super cool. It's a World War II battle royale. And like... I'm sure eventually that would have been requested by people. The fact that that's gonna that's kind of the part of this is is super cool to me. Now there's also a, a helicopter that's gonna be in this game <laughs> that actually was in World War II. There was like I guess it was a small scale. It actually was a World War. It's based on World War II. Everything is, and that helicopter is too. It's very open. It doesn't have guns on it. It's just the passengers that are holding on to it, hanging on the back and holding on to the side. It looks super cool, and it's just going to be another awesome form of mobility that we saw very similar to Call of Duty with Blackout. That's where I think this is even going to be more so a competitor to. Obviously, Call of Duty and Battlefield have been longtime competitors. Before people were ever saying, like, Fortnite versus PUBG, it was Battlefield versus Call of Duty. These were the two main shooter franchises, and everybody was making respawn shooter games or 
something like that, or, you know, like a Counter-Strike type search and destroy type game, a lot like Siege that came out. And there's there's been so many games in that category. That's side note why when so many people are like, oh, F these Battle Royales, everybody's coming out with a Battle Royale. To me, I've been doing this for so, so long and, you know, playing shooter games for so long. This is just so refreshing to me to have something besides a respawn shooter coming out. So I'm a bit different there. I think I talked about that before. But anyways, super cool to see all of these unique takes taken on this because even still, even still, I'm concerned with how deep this game, deep this Battle Royale is going to be. This went to uh, one of the questions from Ty S. also on my uh, supporter post that I put out this morning. He was saying, do you think that it was smart for battlefield to wait so so long to come out with this mode i think it's a bad move i think this should have been out when the game launched however if it's a bad version of it i would rather them wait like i'm happy i say this now because we don't know what it's actually going to be but if this is a fully fledged out deep dedicated battle royale game that's just like this could be insane it has incredible potential. Even with Apex out, in my opinion, I think this has incredible potential because there's so many people that even just started playing Apex that were like, not into PUBG, not into Fortnite. The build, like, so many people have told me that they're just not into Fortnite. I get it, dude. It's it's very much a building game, right? This is a this is another shooter game though. That's a little bit a little bit different from all the other ones. Uh, and so I think that this is going to be, and even the, one of the top comments on my video that I put out reacting to this was, I still haven't played any Battle Royales. I was not wanting to play this for Battlefield either. I just like my respawn shooter games. All the power to you, my friend. But he said he was actually interested in checking this out. That's kind of exciting, especially because it's already like, it's just going to be an addition onto the game. That's one of the biggest things. So I'm interested to see where they go with it. And to be fair... This it is something that I still tell people. I think you should, pr I think you should wait on it, wait to see what it is, see what I say say about it, see what the game. Not even what I say about it. it doesn't even matter. But just see what the game plays. If you think that it would relate to you, watch a bunch of people play it, see how they like it because it is something you're still gonna have to buy the game in order to play it, um, because it's just gonna be basically like an add-on to the game that they've said from the beginning was coming. So, I'm hyped for it. I'm excited to see what it's going to be, uh, and we'll go from there, man. Uh, Battlefield Firestorm. Finally, we got the trailer. That was what sparked all of this. We got some more information. Next up was the Division Two. We got to play this this week. Finally, the full release. People were saying, "Oh, do I not like it because I didn't play the beta, bro?" A beta for a looter shooter is just, I couldn't even, I could I, I just, like, I played it a little bit, and then I just, why? I mean, I gotta play the full game, so that way I, all my progress actually saves. I don't want to do this all again. It's one of the things that I always hated about Destiny, doing the whole thing again from, from the base level. Like, I get, like, I like having a character that I'm just grinding on, more so than starting all the way over and such, you know? Uh, but it's out, so we finally did get to start playing it, and man, I've been saying this all week. I'm kind of I'm kind of surprised at how much I'm really enjoying this thing. The leveling up process has taken ages, but all of the missions have been fun. It keeps throwing so much stuff at us to do that it's just like it's just overwhelming with how much stuff there is to do in the game, which is one of the greatest things to say uh, because 
I had played the first bit of, and this is kind of how I do it, right? Like, I don't, I don't have the time to really just play through the whole thing and play 10 hours a day on the launch day. So I played a few, for a few hours. That's what I did with Anthem, for example. And then I kind of waited to see what uh, the reviews were for the people that really did spend the time. And there was some people that were having fun with Anthem and, you know, were speaking really highly of it. I'd be curious to see what they said compared to Division 2 if they played that as well. Um, for the guys that are super into the looter shooter type games, but man, there's a couple people that are getting towards end game now. It's still, it's still early. It's still early, I will say. But uh, I was having a bunch of fun with it, and I will say too, like I still I liked Anthem personally. I thought that the the gameplay feel of it was super dope. But from what I've heard about the end game, it's just not worth it right now. So I'm kind of waiting for more cool stuff to come out at the end game to make it worth it for me to go back onto Anthem and spend the time because it's also not really my mainstream game. So I'd have to do a lot of it off stream or just as like a side end stream. And it's just I've been more compelled to play D2, to be honest. Um, I mean, obviously, it's a lot more fresh. It's a lot more new lately. But the whole looting process, getting the gear... The mod system, the changes that they made from the first one have been great. This actually kind of stems into to a question that Rain D had asked. Wait. Oh, no. Dallas. Rain asked another question I'll get to. Dallas O asked, what did I think about uh, this being like the same game as Division 1? And I talked about this earlier in the week, too. This is It's Division 2. It's all the people that are saying, like, Oh, this is the same as the first one. This is DLC of the first one. Yeah, that's what it is. Like, this is, it's like a full, obviously they made a huge, it's a huge expansion on it, right? That's what they spent the last few years building upon. Game came out like three years ago. Um, but I would rather them, I mean, I don't know. I, I think it'd be great if there was a way that they didn't have to buy the whole game again because it is an expensive-ass game. But, you know, it's, uh, I, that's what I expect, you know? Like, if they're changing the IP and starting over again, that's even worse. Like, the fact that they can just expand on what... That's what we've seen. Because Anthem is a new title. It is a new entry into the franchise. So it is something that's like, okay, they got to figure out all... they got to hit all these road bumps by themselves here and figure out what everybody hates that Destiny's already been through. Destiny 2 seems to still be thriving from people that I've seen. I, I posted out a tweet, what are you guys playing this weekend? People were replying with Destiny 2. I think they might have come out with something new recently. I'm not even completely up to date on it, but that's what's exciting about it. Uh, to me, at least, like, is that it is a huge update for it. A game that already, like, it's we already have the storyline there. They're developing on it. They already have the mechanics of the armor, the loot system, the enemy types, and they can expand on all of it. The question is, though, right, the biggest question with any of these types of games is how is the end game? Is it fun to keep on playing, keep on grinding, to complete bigger challenges? That's what is going to be really interesting because this game actually does have endgame raids to it. This has giant eight-man, eight-man raids, which is something that I don't think, not that I've played at least, seen on console shooter uh, or uh, like this type of game. Although I didn't play Borderlands. I know people speak really highly of Borderlands. Um... Uh, I don't know if they had raids and whatnot in that too, but I'm sure I'm sure I'll figure that out. People will tell me. Anyways, that's what's really intriguing is how is the end game gonna be? 
how much content is there going to be at the end game once you actually get there because like the grind like going through it leveling up obviously there's tons of abilities to unlock there's always so much stuff to do it's fun they have the experience but how is the how is the end game experience that's what I'm really waiting to see. And that's what that's what we'll have to see. And that goes more to what Rain was saying. He said he asked, "Will I be playing more of Division Two on the stream in particular?" I've had a ton of fun doing it. I've been playing with my buddies. We've been playing through some of that. I've had a ton of fun playing it. I don't know if we keep playing it. If if we get to Endgame, like I would love to get to Division Two Endgame and do the raid on stream. I would love to do that. I we'll see. We'll see how it goes, and we'll see how like. After that, because that's what I did with Destiny as well. Did the raid, but then after that, it was like, okay, nothing nothing to do now. And then I just never went back to it because there were so many other new exciting things out. Um, I know a lot of people, though, are still big into it, so we'll see if it keeps me personally, but that's kind of where I'm at with it, just as, a, as an update. Of course, though, we're still sticking with our uh, our big main game. Apex. It's been a lot of fun. They've hit a couple rocks though in this uh in this little road that they've been going on. There's a bunch. I think I I think I talked about this last week. There's been a bunch of hacking in the game. The amount of clips that I've seen of people hacking and like just aimbotting onto people is bonkers. Uh I think it's mostly on PC. I've heard rumors that it's on console as well. I don't know how much it is there. Hacks are a lot easier to develop, from my understanding, on PC. But they banned 350,000 accounts on Apex Legends. And uh, funny enough, they also got a nice boost of 350,000 new accounts the next day. So game's still growing. That's exciting to see. No, I don't know. I don't actually know about that. But... uh yeah, that's the problem with this type of game, right? This is why it's something that I don't typically complain a lot about. Because there's literally nothing... I mean, it sucks. It obviously really sucks when, when you die to somebody that's hacking or something like that happens. But they literally can just keep making new accounts because it's a free game. That is the core problem with a free game. Is that there's going to be uh, people that hack and then they get banned and they just create a new account. Hopefully it's boring enough that they just stop or, you know, if they're going to do it on a main account that has a bunch of skins and stuff they unlocked, well, now that's gone. So, you know, you're not going to be able to get that back. And maybe by having, like, an actual season pass that they're working on progressing and then if they progress it, if it's got really good rewards with it, then it's like, okay, well, I've got a good account. I should not hack because I don't want to get the account banned. Like, I personally, I hate, I really hate hacking. I wish it wasn't a part of um, any of this. And I think the best solution, really, or the only solution that I see is for the game creators to come up with some type of way to keep countering it. Whether it's like a full team dedicated to constantly monitoring and blocking hacking and coming up with solutions for it. But I know people in the nature of hacking just keep on finding new solutions to keep hacking the game. So I don't know if there... I don't think there is a solution to hacking in it. They're, they're really... Because they just come right back. So, you know, bravo for banning 350k accounts, but also, does it really matter? I don't, I don't know. Uh, on a similar note, not necessarily hacking, but there was actually an exploit in the Origin store this week that was 
allowing people, they haven't talked about this. This is just what I've heard online. And so, I, I mean, I don't completely know. It sounded legit because people even in my chat were saying, hey, have you heard about this origin exploit where you can get free Apex coins? Um, I just stay away from all that because I don't want people to scam me or hack me or anything like that. So that's what I always advise as well. Plus, you know, your account could get banned for doing exploits and whatnot. Obviously, I've risked that a few times with some of the flying glitches in the game. But we don't need to talk about that or put that out there into the world. The Origin Sora exploit, though, was basically it gave people a uh, 1,000 Apex coins and a skin for the flatline, from my understanding, from what I've read. Uh, I don't know how they did it. I don't know what they did for it. Apparently, it's been fixed now. But this potentially is a reason that the uh, season pass was delayed. If you guys saw, I think it was on Tuesday, they actually made a post on their origin. The origin store is uh, the PC store for EA's games, which which is where um, Apex is found. And on the store, they actually posted a, a banner that said, that had Octane on it, one of the new characters we had talked about. And it showed him and like the season pass and i think it said that the game it was going to be 950 coins for it this was like all posted on their actual store they very quickly took it down but in response to that they also put out a post that we had talked about which was hey guys season pass doesn't come out today we had also heard rumors earlier in the week that it was tuesday that it was coming out too and the theory is that um because of this exploit where people are getting a bunch of free coins, they decided to delay it so they could hopefully take the coins away and fix all those people's accounts who did it and whatnot. And then, I, I mean, I don't think they should be banned for it, but I think, you know, you could take the coins away. That would probably be fine unless they already spent... I don't know how they fix that. I don't know. But that was maybe a reason why it was delayed. Or I've heard other people saying that maybe it was delayed because... You know, the game got way more attention than they originally thought, and they wanted to really step the season pass up and deliver more with it than just what the basic score of whatever they were going to provide. Um, so we'll see where it goes. The last that I've heard about it is that it's still a TBD on the release date. We've also seen, uh, uh, I don't know if it was leaked or if it was official, but there was a, an image of the L-Star, which is an LMG from Titanfall, that's going to be coming to the game soon. That's really intriguing. I'm hoping that we can, uh, you know, continue to see new guns. To me, if they dropped two new characters, they dropped a new gun, um, challenges alongside their, their battle pass that are actually good. One of the biggest things that I hated about PUBG's iteration with their battle pass, at least on PC, apparently people really like the one on mobile, although I didn't get too, too deep into the one that I was doing on it. It's because... Other things kind of came up. I haven't had a chance to, to play PUBG Mobile too much lately. Um, mostly when I travel. But, you know, still got a game, baby. You know. Uh, is um that, like, they had stupid challenges on it. One of the challenges on PUBG was literally drive your car into the red zone and sit there standing still. What? I was just my... I never even completed it. I couldn't even... I couldn't even bring myself to do... another. Another one was to just shoot 300 bullets. I, I I don't know. It was I couldn't do it. I gave up on it pretty quickly. Uh, but I'm hoping that these are fun challenges to do. To be fair, though, I'm just not that super into... Like, even the Fortnite challenges, I didn't really do a lot of those. Some of those were pretty fun, like trying to follow the map, um, trying to figure out, like, knowing where map locations were, as well as 
getting kills in specific places. I like that because then it gives me a reason to go to some of these other places that I don't typically go. Um, I'm hoping they have challenges with it, though, and that it's a, uh, it's a really cool season pass. If they even added emotes into the game with the season pass, that would be that would be top notch. And I think this is really going to set the pace for what the rest of the seasons that we can expect from Apex. Obviously, I think they're going to keep reiterating, adding more things into it as the seasons go. This is just their first one, but I think this is going to be a good indicator for them, for us, I guess, to see what the what the seasons are going to look like. And if it is. I think 950 coins is like 10 bucks. Maybe you get a deal. Maybe it's like eight bucks or something. That's pretty reasonable to me. Uh, depending on how much content it is for free game. Like if you don't want to necessarily buy a whole bunch of apex packs, um, and just want to get, you know, the season pass, if you get enough rewards from it, that could be really cool. And then it makes it a lot more fun as you're playing to work towards challenges to complete as well as, you know, get some cool stuff alongside it without having to drop a bunch of money. Um, it sounds it sounds exciting to me. On the gaming side, or on the streaming side of things, we also had uh, Facebook Gaming, which is where I do a lot of my streaming. They announced uh, this week that they are actually creating a separate tab for stream for gaming, not necessarily even just streaming, but just gaming content. And I posted about this, and people were saying, "Hell yeah! I've already had it for a few weeks." Only thing I use on Facebook. Don't even have to look at your friend's feed anymore. Ha <laughs> Suckers. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool to me, at least. This is something that... There, there is a Facebook gaming tab that's, like, buried in the settings, like, for certain... Not everybody has it, but um, they're slowly kind of rolling it out. They're starting to roll it out this week. It's a separate tab with the Facebook gaming logo or icon on it, and it just curates, like, you know, whatever games you like, it'll curate content for you on that uh, game it'll show streamers you, there's even a streamer tab on it it's super cool and it's something that you know i love all the streaming platforms personally i use i don't use all of them but i use quite a few of them uh to see content i'm just a fan of fan of the content as as much as i like creating it although i don't have a lot of time to really do a lot of it and watch a lot of it but it, it is really fun to see it and uh this is super cool I think I'm really hoping that it's something that's positive for uh, gaming. It's something I've been pushing for for a long time. I know a lot of people have wanted to see better a better way to showcase it, and I think that this is like the first iteration of it, and I'm really hoping that they continue to listen to feedback on it and make it even better for um, the actual creators on the platform. That's what I'm, that's what I'm really hoping, and uh, we'll see how it goes. But that's launching. It's slowly going to be rolling out. If you guys are interested in I know i got a lot of people listening that uh watch my streams so let me know how it goes if you guys like it if you see it if you see me on it you know let me know send me a screenshot of it and whatnot that'd be super cool just to see how it is implemented if you do get it uh it also kind of tied in with uh, shane d asked a question on my post he said facebook streaming what did i think about it as a platform i kind of dribble in trip triple trickle in this information throughout but you know i've streamed on all the different platforms before I kind of found my home with it on Facebook. I streamed to actually all the platforms at the same time. Did that for a long time. That was a lot of fun. We would do kind of one-day-a-week streams on all of them. Um, like I was just saying, I use all the different platforms as well. But I've, I found a great audience there. I think that, to me, the difference with Facebook is, 
you know, it already has an audience. You don't need to convince anybody to use it. Um, there's a lot of people that just tell me all the time, I'm not going to use it. And I'm like, that's cool, dog. That's why I got a bunch of content on YouTube for you. Uh, but it was the same thing. Like when I try to bring my audience from YouTube over to Twitch, people are very hesitant to move. Uh, it's difficult to pull that transition off. And that's why you see uh, not that uh, a lot of people do pull it off, but not everybody can pull it off. And, you know, I think it's definitely possible to do if you kind of figure out how you're going to strategize it and figure it out. But anyways, um, to me, it was there was already an audience there. There's already people getting featured on Ellen and going on to mainstream news shows just because they posted a video to YouTube or to, to Facebook, to YouTube, too. But more so on Facebook. Oh, this video is going viral on Facebook. And that was just an indicator to me, like, well, why is nobody posting anything on Facebook? And so I started posting content there back in 2015. Um, the main reason why to fill you in is because you can't make money off of it. You can't do ads on Facebook, at least back then. Now there's more things that have been rolled out, but um, that was why I started doing it is because, you know, nobody was doing it. It was just a bunch of other pages taking a bunch of content, transferring it over to Facebook. Um, but I was posting my content there because it wasn't about the... I just figured I'd just treat it as an investment. It definitely hurt my YouTube channel and all my other platforms because I'm putting out content that people are watching without watching ads. Um, but, you know, Facebook is also, they have an ad platform that's one of the most powerful in the world as well. So it's a matter of time before, uh, you know, they do have some type of partnership there. So, um you know, like YouTube, you can put content up and actually make something from the ad revenue from it. So that's been interesting to see. It's still very, very early on this platform, which is weird because Facebook's been around for so long, but it's something that they're kind of seem to be transitioning to. And that's what like, I'm hoping that they continue to make really cool improvements for like, even they've now added stars to the platform. When I started, there was literally, it was just, it was so to try and even stream on the platform. It was rough. It was really rough because it was so janky. They've done so many improvements to it, but even still, it's very far behind where some of the other platforms are. Uh, but they're making good progress, so that's my hope for it. I've got a dope audience on there. I, I you know, it's been so much fun to to do it. That's why I've been really enjoying it. And um, you know, with this gaming tab launch too, it's really intriguing to me of where it's going to go. I'm going to keep posting content elsewhere too. I've been posting a lot to Instagram, to Twitter, and. Um, trying to figure out the scene. That's why I also started this podcast, trying to help keep myself diversified a bit, but uh, we'll see where it goes. So hopefully I answered your, your question, Shane. Let's get into some more of the questions, though, that the audience asked. I got a, I got a few more of them here. Justin S. asked one that was pretty interesting. He said, uh, Ninja, what did I think about Ninja getting paid a million dollars for their for his deal with Apex, which is super cool. I uh, don't know if this is true. I think it was in like the earnings report from EA or something like that, and that's how people are figuring this out. I don't know, dude. But it's been a hot topic this week. And it's interesting, right? Apex went a very different route with their marketing this year. Instead of doing TV commercials... Um, you know what? They might have done some. I don't actually have cable TV, so I'm not sure. But instead of doing a lot of the, the mainstream stuff, he, they kind of went with this. To me, 
I don't, I don't know where what his actual numbers are in terms of his his viewers and stuff. But to me, looking at the surface of this, this looks like a pretty good deal uh, for for both of them. You know, uh, Ninja has an audience that is so absurdly large. He has 20 million followers on YouTube, at least like 10, 15 million on Instagram, multi, multiple million on uh, for on uh, Twitter. Of course, his Twitch. Like, this audience is bigger than just... It's, it's so mainstream and also so targeted to gaming. Like, think about his audience's Probably like high schoolers, I would assume, maybe younger, maybe some older, that are deep into Fortnite. That's his main game, right? That's what he built all this stuff off of. And so now you're introducing to all these... It's it's like one of the most targeted... Rather than just putting a commercial out, which can also... I don't know how much commercials cost, but I would imagine it costs a, probably in that ballpark. That seems like a, That seems like a great deal for Apex to get in front of that many people with that much content. Uh, but it depends on, I mean, how much he's really delivering for it. So, and for me as a creator too, it gets me excited because, you know, I think there's I think there's a ton of, and that's such a synergy too, right? He plays Battle Royale games. He probably was going to play it anyways. I would imagine Ninja was going to play it anyways. But this is just another way to help amplify it and actually cater it. So, to me, it was super quick, super cool move, um, and if that number is true, that's freaking insane. Uh, and you know, Apex uh, hit me up. I could use a million dollar deal too anytime. Just give me a call. Kyle C asked the question: Does being well known affect the random squad videos? I thought this was a fun question. I think I've talked about this before too. I don't, I, you know, I'm not sure. But he was saying, you know, like, okay, I go into a random squad. It's different. It for sure is super different. Back when I was doing this content in Battlefield 3, Battlefield 4, almost every lobby that I went to, first off, it was different because back in the Xbox 360 days, there was a lot less filters to try and block guys like me out. So I could go in, I could force my way, literally in Battlefield, I could force my way into all chat to 12 different people across all the different squads. Imagine being in Battlefield and you could just force talk to everybody in the squad. I mean, it was amazing. I could just get random reactions from people. It was a dream. And nobody knew who I was, so the reactions were like, what the? Who the hell is? What the? You know? Now, when I go into games, it's very more, it's very, it's more minimal. So, like in Apex, for example, there's only two other people. In Battlefield, there's three other people. And when I do it, nobody wants to talk because everybody, like, people don't use the in game chat as much as they used to. At least back in 360 days, classic times, as well as some Xbox One. Sometimes it would force you to game chat too, and that was the best. But, anyways. Uh, a lot of times, too, people will just know who I am, or even if they don't specifically know who I am, they'll know that I'm making YouTube videos. There was a goal, to me at least, there was this golden time when people would, they had no idea. They didn't think that, like, oh, this guy's recording something for a YouTube video or Facebook video. 
this is just some dude who's out of his mind in his mom's basement. You know, that was like, that's why it was so golden to me. And it's still good. I think it's still awesome. You know, I could still get some good squads, even if they do play along. A lot of people just like it when whoever I'm in a squad with actually participates. And now I've got a random squad that's like legit going ham. But to me, that was some of my favorite stuff about the random squads was like people's reactions. And now people are, even if it's not me, they're just like more tuned in to be like, this guy's trolling me. I've seen, I've seen the YouTube videos. I've seen a YouTube video. Somebody troll this guy's troll. And so they'll, they'll try and get at you. But sometimes that's funny too. When they try and like purposely get at you and you can counter them. That's fun too. Uh, you know what's actually, it's been interesting too, in a similar note, there's uh, something, Grand Theft Auto, there's role-playing on it that people do on, uh, at least on Twitch, I don't sh I'm not sure if there's any other big communities for it, but it's big there where people just, like, they have a character and they all just play along in this community, and I think that's so funny, man, I've been watching some of that lately, it's been, it's been some good jokes, and so it might be something that maybe we eventually try out too. I think if I did it, I would probably bring a new character out. I've got some ideas that I think would be pretty fun. But, um, yeah, that's been pretty funny to watch. and uh, That's kind of more like of that random reaction or like the more real reactions that you can't always get from people that are just like microphone off. Sorry. They might be laughing, in the, laughing with the mic muted, but they don't keep their mics on. And uh, there's a lot of people who just chime in and be like, hey, are you that guy? Like, it happens a lot now. Um, so it definitely does affect what I can actually do from where what I used to be able to do. Andrew G. asked a question, says, uh, it was mostly just about VR stuff. It, that's just to simplify it. I had talked about it a while back. And I still haven't gotten to it. Man, I've just been I've just been busy as hell trying to get everything done. I just have not had a chance to really get to it. And it is, to this point too, it is a bit off my content. I think there's some stuff that would have some good overlap with the type of content that I create. And I think I could probably do some really, really fun stuff with it and show it off. Um, I just have not done it yet. And I also am a bit limited on my space here. For those of you guys who are watching, you can see a photo. Maybe I need to post a more recent photo of my setup to my Instagram too, but... I don't have like a crazy amount of space in this room. Camera makes it look a little bigger, but you know, it's, it's, I got to figure it out. It's going to take some time and I just have not dedicated the time to it yet. I just don't think it's necessarily worth it yet, but it's exciting, man. I love the VR stuff. I actually watched a video this week. This dude, I don't remember the name of it, so I apologize to the guy, but you guys can search it. Spent a week in VR. Just search that if you want to try and find it. This dude spent a week in VR where they and not or augmented reality. He had AR glasses too. But like he would go to sleep with the VR headset on, wake up with the VR headset on, just see what it was like living in VR, virtual reality. Nutty stuff, man. It's nutty stuff. But who knows? That might be where our future leads if this if this tech gets good enough, you know? Um, and I like the VR stuff. I've actually, I do have a Rift, so I've used it a few times. I'm always blown away, and I always just sit there, like, I want to sit there for three hours straight, just not even doing anything, but just messing around in the world, because it's so crazy, uh, but it's, I haven't, I really haven't set it up or spent very much time on it yet, so it's something that's on my list of wanting to do, but I haven't really done yet. Jacob F. asked, uh, 
oh, this is kind of similar on the lines of earlier things. Said, how does it feel knowing that you have tons of fans and um, some stuff along those lines? I don't really think it's. I mean, like sometimes it hits me of like, yeah, there's a lot of people that follow my content, but for the most part, I just feel like, uh, you know, it doesn't really affect me that like it. I realize it in games because people will send me messages or they'll be like, hey, are you the Stone Mountain guy? And the first few times that that was happening was pretty crazy to me because, you know, you just go into a game. You know, you never really expect anything like that. Um, and it started happening. I was like, well, that's kind of weird. I've been recognized a few times in person before, and that's really crazy to me. That's always – I just kind of laugh and think it's fun uh, for, the, for the most part, whatever it happens. I actually – there's a great story um, – when I recently went home to visit family, we got picked up by uh, one of our one of our friends, and she was saying that prior to even coming, she was talking to somebody. Uh, she so my wife's friend or our, our friend was talking with their friend, and the, this guy was like, "Oh yeah, I don't really get all the, you know, all that." That's because she was saying, "Yeah, I'm gonna go pick up my friend from the airport. He does." I don't know if she said, yeah, he does uh, streaming and content, stuff like that. And so this other guy was like, uh, yeah, you know, that's that's kind of cool. Um, you know, I'm not super into that, yeah, but that's cool. And then she told him who I was, Stone Mountain. And then apparently he was like, what? Stone Mountain? Is that? And then he started freaking out. And I think those stories are the funniest it was even funnier was like uh, one of my uh, roommates from college. He was telling uh, he he would tell me stories that I just didn't believe him at all. Of just like he was in class and somebody else was watching one of my videos in his class, and then he'd be like, "Oh, I know that guy," or you know, he would just <laughs> he would see other people watching my videos, and that just doesn't even process to me. But uh, it's 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 I didn't even believe him at all, but. He told me multiple stories like that, and it's always funny. It's always funny to hear what people like make a connection off of my content because I never get to experience any of it. You know, I'll, I'll read comments and stuff like that, but I never, I don't really get to experience people being like, oh, yeah, yeah, I watch that content. Or, you know, I, but I talk about that with other people all the time. Like, hey, have you seen, you know, the latest H3 video or whatever? It's like, hey, it's just fun, dude. I don't know. This is a ton of fun. But, uh, yeah, I don't know if that answers your question, Jacob, but that was pretty that was a pretty fun recent story that I probably didn't do the best job explaining, but you know I'm working on it. <laughs> Henry M says, uh, "How do you stay motivated to release content?" This is a, I feel like this is almost something that I was like, "Oh yeah, of course I just make content," but I thought about it a lot more, um, and it's something I always I'm always kind of thinking about. But I get this I've got this question actually quite a bit recently. Especially if you guys haven't seen my um, streaming top 10 tips thing that I put out. You can uh, check that out too. But, um, you know, I was thinking back to when I was first creating content. Because it's kind of different now. When I was first starting, I feel like every day I was just super excited to learn. Like an, I would watch tutorial videos on how to edit videos. I'd watch tutorial videos on Photoshop and learn how to do these things, and I'd be like, oh, damn, I learned this cool new trick. I'm going to try this out in my my content. Um, and it was just super... I think the biggest thing that was motivating me was just, like, the comments, the feedback, as well as, like, 
figuring out how I could fill gaps for content. One of the things that I did pretty big was like uh, I is Battlefield Hardline, as well as some stuff in Call of Duty. I was finding ways in there, as well as Battlefield in general, other than the Battlefield games too. But I was really like not many people were doing content on that game. So by creating content for it, it was just always like we had this dope community of everybody that was playing Battlefield Hardline, and we'd be able to talk about the game and like what guns we liked and didn't like. And I was even looking back, one of my mods posted a um, a clip from me from my when I was streaming on Twitch. I was streaming Hardline. Uh, I don't know, it was like four years ago or something. And I was looking at it of, of me streaming that game, and it was just a ton of fun to be able to talk about the. Talk about the game with people. I'm trying to just fill that gap of it, and it was always like, "Oh, damn! There's a new update." And there was there was definitely other people doing it too, um, but it was fun, kind of being part of that. And so I was always like, I was always staying up to like, it's just I'm just super. I was just super into the into the game and the space and staying up to date on it and um, talking about it. And so like now more so, and it's developed over time. But now I feel like I have such a I have such a, I have an audience that I need to keep the um, like people subscribe to me and follow my content for a reason. They want to see more content, so that's a big part of my motivation right now is to like for my supporters. You know, I don't want to wake up at six thirty or seven every day and start working on stuff, but I know if I do that, then I'm gonna have a better experience. I'm gonna have, like I prep for this uh, podcast for. I don't know, 30 minutes, an hour or so, just specifically before, as well as I'm thinking about and writing stuff down all week of things that I can talk about and work on. And I know that by doing that, the content's going to be even better when I drop this. So that's kind of the things that I'm always keeping on my mind of how can I keep performing and not only like keep up with what I'm currently doing, but I got to figure something new out so that way I can keep on, uh, you know, if I just do the same thing over and over again, there's some benefit to that, but also that could get boring. So I'm always trying to expand and figure stuff out. So that's where my motivation really lies now, more so in like trying to keep my audience really engaged with the content, happy with the content, and uh, finding finding opportunities. Still, this is what I'm mostly mostly working on, Henry. Uh, so I hope that answered all your guys' questions of what you were interested in. Not all of you guys actually, because there was a ton of questions on the post. I don't think I can get to them all today. But uh, or I can't, but keep them coming for future posts. If I didn't answer something specifically, feel free to ask again. There's tons of questions. I try and curate it around what's going on with my content right now, as well as, uh, you know, bigger picture of what I think I can talk about that I haven't talked about for a while. Some of this, some of the stuff you guys, by the way, let me just throw, I forgot to mention this earlier. Some of the stuff you guys are asking me, I literally talked about last week. So catch up on some of the episodes. And if you want to, you can even just skip to the end when I start talking about Q&A. Like if I'm talking about more relevant stuff at the beginning of what's happened that week, maybe just skip to the end and listen to me with some of this Q&A stuff because this isn't quite as time-sensitive information, you know what I mean? Like to that week, it's a little more general. Maybe that would be a, a good a good help. And how about you just listen to it every week, okay? <laughs> Speaking of which, if you guys want to give it a rating over on iTunes or wherever you're listening to the podcast, it is hugely appreciated. It's one of the biggest helps that you can do. If you just take a time, click a little star button there, you know, leave a little review. Always appreciated. And of course, check out all my social media and whatnot. You can find the main hub for it all, stonemount64.com, easy peasy. And uh, 
That way, in case I ever get banned off everything else, you still have a place to find me. <laughs> Please don't ban me, anybody. Thank you. All right, have a good night. Good evening. Wherever, whenever you're listening to this, if you are listening to it live with the supporters here, I'll see you guys in the stream very shortly. That's for this one. This is Stonemount64. Over and out.